Good morning, everybody. It's good to see everybody as we gather here for Memorial Day service. A couple of quick things, of course, to remind you, please remember to do the, the six foot. It's good to be able to come back to church. I'll be glad when we can get back to normal as we're getting slowly back to normal. We're still under a lot of different guidelines we're doing, of course, with the cleaning and everything. Still no Sunday school. Uh, a reminder that as we take up offering, we're not passing the plate, but the plates will be in the back as you get ready to leave. So you don't have to worry about coming up this way as you as you leave. Uh, we'll take care of the, the cleaning. I do ask you can just kind of clean up the area around you. As we, we slowly get back to normal, uh, it's going to take just a little bit before we do. But until then, you know, we'll do what we got to do just to be able to come to worship, uh, just be praying for one another. We still have a lot of folks who are not here. Man, lift them up prayer. Don't forget about them. I know it's easy to, as we get caught up in the things that's going on, sometimes to forget I'm the world's worst. And so uh, y'all pray for me too. But let's go ahead. We'll have a word of prayer and we'll get started this morning. Yes, ma'am. A quick reminder, if you have books from the Easter program, they look like this. If you have them, please return them because they're not mine. <laughs> and yeah. I have to get them back. So y'all please remember that. And All right. also, uh, we've got a list back in the back for school supplies that we'll be taking up for the next month. Goes by going for, and yes. everything on it, is, oh, I've got the book back, uh, backpacks. Those are we got the backpacks. We just got to get the stuff to fill it with. We'll have the boxes still here in the hallway, so please remember that. Any other announcements? All right. So, proud to be here. Amen. 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 Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this wonderful day. Father, as we come, we praise you. We bless you for all that you do. Father, I pray for the, those of our church family that are sick. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we have some that are in the hospital, some that are sick at home. So, Lord, I lift each one of them up to you, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, I pray that you touch them in a mighty way. Lord, I pray for those that are still home, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, as we know that the time that we're living in and the things that are happening, dear Heavenly Father, can be frightening. So, Father, I pray that you are with each person. Lord, I pray with the, for those of our, our those who are watching us, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, that, that if there's someone with a need, Lord, that they realize that you're right there for them. Again, Father, I praise you. I thank you for being able to come today, to be able to worship today, to come to your house, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, I pray you fill us with the Spirit. Just fill this place, dear Heavenly Father, with your Spirit. Lord, I pray that you draw us closer to you. In the Lord's name I pray. Amen. I said this is our memorial day. I want to share something with you. You know, down front we have the we have our our our, our flags of our different services and, and things, and we have, I have a folded flag. And you think about Memorial Day as a time to remember those who have given their life. And the folded flag is one of the flags that they give that they put on the the caskets of, of men and women who have served our nation. But you think there are those that are they they never got the casket there are those whose bodies are still in different places and jungles and sands and different areas they're the ones who gave their lives and their 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 time so that we might could come to worship today memorial day is a day set aside for us to remember those who have fallen and sometimes i think we as a nation have forgotten how important that is it's become a day of holiday it's become a day of barbecues and things such as that and while those are important with family it is a day to remember those who because of their sacrifice because they gave all that we can do this you know i think sometimes we forget what a nation we're blessed to live in 
We live in America, a place where you can come, you can, you can, you can stand up and complain, you can uh, riot, you can do whatever you want, but men and women paid that price so that you didn't have that freedom to do it. We ought to take just a minute to remember them. So let's lift up in prayer right quick those who have given their lives for our nation, those who've served and given the ultimate sacrifice. You know, today, yes, we have men and women in our church who have served, and I thank you for that service, but this is not your day. This is the day for those who paid the ultimate price, and it's a day we should remember. So let's pray and, and thank God for those who gave the, the sacrifice that we might be free. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come to you today, Father, I lift up those, those, those families, Lord, of, of the men and women who've given the ultimate price, Lord, who's protected our freedom through the ages of this nation that was founded under one God. Lord, I thank you for the privilege of worship and freedom that these men have bought. Lord, that they took up the arms and they protected us, dear Heavenly Father, Lord. And these men and women who, who, who laid down the ultimate sacrifice so that we might have our freedom. Father, let us not forget what they have done. Remind us and show us, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, as, as Jesus on the cross gave everything for us, dear Heavenly Father, that we might have freedom, that we might have true life. Lord, as you come, you said you gave, came to give us life and to give it more abundantly. I thank you for these men and women who came to ensure the freedoms of this nation. Lord, one nation that was founded under God, Lord, we forget sometimes our past. We forget the sacrifices. And we take for granted those who served. Heavenly Father, this weekend, remind us of what the ultimate price was that they paid. Let us remember. Let us take a solemn moment to thank them for what they have done. I praise you and I thank you for all that you do. In the Lord's name I pray. Amen. Amen. I want to share with you a prayer that I found. And it says, Dear God, we thank you for the freedom you have given us, for the price that was paid by Christ so that we could live free. We remember today and the cost of it and the great sacrifice for freedom. We thank you for the brave men and women who fought and continue to fight so courageously for our nation. We ask for your covering and blessing on them and their families. We pray that you would be gracious and encircle them with your peace. We pray for your great favor and goodness to be evident in their lives. Please be with those that, who wear the uniform, who serve our community and every nation every single day. We ask that you provide your protection, that you would be their guiding force who leads the, the way, and their rear guard who keeps them safe from behind. We ask that you would draw them to yourself amidst the dangers they face in a dark world, for you are the truth, you are the way, and you are the light. Help them to walk wisely, to stay covered in your armor. Give them godly discernment. Make them constantly aware, aware of what lurks close by. Help them to be men and women of prayer, realizing that there is where they can get their greatest help from. Help them to stay united and strong, bold and resolute, determined and unwavering. Bless their families. Bless those they love. Give them your great favor this day and every day. Thank you that in our nation today, we are free to worship.
We are free to pray. We are free to read your word. We are free to speak. We are free to share. For this, we are incredibly grateful. Yet we understand how quickly these freedoms can be taken away. Give us an increase of awareness of the spiritual battle we're in. Help us to stand strong in you and for your purpose. Thank you that as believers we can assure, be assured you will never leave us and you are always in this life and the next. Thank you for the truth that says who the Son sets free is free indeed. We know that in you alone truth, freedom is found. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. I found that this week, and I said, what even better than any poem that I could find? A reminder of what today is. So take time to thank God for your freedom and for those who paid the price. Jean? All right, do we have any birthdays or wedding anniversaries? How many years?
page 64.
Tell you what, before you sit down, let's do one more. Let's do Lord, you're the best thing. Joshua, Joshua chapter 3. Use this, this, this same verses and Memorial Day, but I'm going to look at it just a little different than I normally do because usually on Memorial Day we talk about leaving a memorial behind. Joshua chapter 3 and chapter 7, I mean chapter 4, are the stories of the, uh, the story of the children of Israel crossing the promised land into the promised land. We see them finally reaching the promised land. They've been wandering in the desert for 40 years and they come up out of bondage. Could you imagine as God has promised them this and here they come, they come to the, the, the river Jordan. The promised land is on the other side. 
Listen to what it says in chapter 3. It says, And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim and came to Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. It came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host. And they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests of the Levites bearing it, then you shall be removed from your place, and shall go after it. Yet when there shall be a space between you and it, about two thousand cubits by measure, come not near unto it, that you may know by the way that you must go. For if you not passed this way hereto before, Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua spake unto the priests, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant, pass over before the people. And they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went up before the people. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This is the day I will magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. Now shall command the priest to bear the ark of the covenant, saying, When you come to the brink of the waters, you shall stand in the Jordan. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, Come hither and hear the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, Hereby you shall know that the living God is among you, that he will without fail derive from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Prezites, the Gergesites, the Amorites, the Jezubites. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passes over before you into Jordan. Now therefore take you twelve men out of the tribe of Israel, and out of every tribe of man, and it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord and the Lord of the earth shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down above, and they shall stand upon it in a heap. And it shall come to pass when the people remove from their tents to pass over the Jordan, the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And as they bear the Ark were the, coming to the Jordan, the feet of the priests bear the Ark were dipped in the brim of the water. The Jordan overfloweth its banks, all its banks at this time of the harvest, that the waters which come down from above stood and rose above the very heat in the city of Adam, that is beside Zartan, and those came down towards the sea of the plain, even the salt sea failed and were cut off, and the people passed right over against Jericho. And the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant stood firm, stood on dry, firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all the Israelites passed over on dry ground, and all the people were passed clean over Jordan. And it came to pass when the people were clean past the Jordan, the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Take you twelve men out of the people, out of every tribe, and command them, saying, Take hence the midst of the Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood, firm twelve stones that you shall carry over with them, and you shall leave them in the lodging place where you shall lodge this night. Joshua called the twelve men whom he prepared for the children of Israel out of every tribe. Joshua said to them, Pass before the ark of the Lord your God and miss the Jordan. Take every man upon you a stone of his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that this might be a sign unto you among them when your children ask their fathers in times to come, saying, What is the meaning of by these stones? And they shall answer them, 
that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant when they passed over the Jordan. And the waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for memorial unto the children of Israel forever. So here's the story as they get ready to cross. I want you to picture it in your mind. They come upon the river Jordan. It's swollen over its banks. Much like if you watched any of the creeks this morning, many of them are out of their banks. They're swollen. Could you imagine coming upon this? You've been told we're going to the promised land. It's just right over the river Jordan. And all we got to do is cross it. Now these people has reached this who were not the same children that went between the, 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 the waters of the Dead Sea. That generation was all gone because of their unbelief in God. So here's another one. And they get to that river of Jordan. And I can just see them. Here's this huge river. And if you've ever gone to the river, and if you've ever walked out in one, and isn't it always fun when your feet hit the mud in the bottom, that old good slimy stuff. And imagine, it says that not only did they cross over, but the ground was dry. Amen. See, when God takes care of a river, he removes it completely. I want us this morning to look at crossing your river. You know, they could have done like a lot would have been smart. They could have waited till further in the summer when the when the the flood was gone and the river was smaller and they could have crossed over. But see, right now, right then, that was the time God said to do it. Many of us get obstacles in our life, rivers that we've got to cross, things we've got to get through, things that happen that, that, that look so bad that there's no way across this. There's no way to handle this. Lord, I'll just give up. I'm going to sit here. But let me tell you, just as the children of Israel, now is the time. Here is the place. God is in control. Amen. We need to remember that. When you come to your river, what are you going to do to cross it? God gives us the, the road map right here. The first thing he told them to do, he said, when you see the ark, when you see the ark, which is the very presence of God come by, get ready. Sometimes our problem is we don't look. We're not looking towards God. We're looking towards everything else. And we don't see that he's telling us we need to look to him. We need to get ready because God is still in control. Do you realize that God today has brought you to where you're at to be here today? It, it, it's amazing. Look, look, you, know, you might be watching this. You might be listening to us. You might be here. But God had a reason to get you up out of bed or get you to wherever you're at to listen, to hear, and to experience God's Word. Amen. Proverbs 20, 24 says, Man's goings are of the Lord. How can a man then understand his own way? We don't understand the way God works. You might understand why you've got to cross this river. You might not understand why you've got a problem, a thing that you've got to overcome in your life. But God is the one who is in control. Amen. We sometimes need to quit looking at the problem, quit looking at the river, and start looking at the God who says, be ready to follow me. You know, what do you do? Do you look towards man? You ever notice how many people look, see somebody or something, or, or even maybe they, 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 the stars? Or the, why, why look at these things? Why not look at the one who created them all? We ought to follow him. Isaiah 40, 26 is this. It says, lift up your eyes on high and behold who has created these things. That brings them out their hosts by number. He called them all by names by the greatness of his might. 
for he that is strong in power and not one faileth. God is the one who is in control. Not any of us, not anybody. Somebody tells you, oh, this is it. There's no hope. They don't know. God is the one that's in control. Next thing he told them to do, I I like this, is he sent the captains out and he said, y'all watch for God. Y'all watch for the presence. Then he said, sanctify yourself. How many of us do that on a daily basis? How many of us do what God's word says? Sanctify means to set apart. You've intended it for another use. You've intended it for something different. Listen to what Jesus said in John chapter 17, verse 17, as he's prayed to his father. He says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. You hear that? God's word is the truth. It's not something, well, I hope it's in there. You got a problem. You got an issue. It's in here. God's word is the truth. Let me tell you the truth of God's word. John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. But of course, we all know the problem. There's sin in the world. Every one of us deal with it on a daily basis. Paul said in Romans 3, 23, he said, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. What did he mean by that? There's no way you can get to heaven but through Jesus Christ. We've all got a problem. We've all got a sickness. God loves you. He wants you to be saved. He said himself in John 10, 10, he said, The thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. I am come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. He said in verse 11, he says, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. So that's the great thing. That's the truth of God. God said, I came and gave my life for you. He gave you the gift of salvation. Paul said in Romans 5, 8, but God committed his love towards us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. You know, it's, it's the only way. Paul said this to the church of Ephesus. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, he says, For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourself, not, excuse me, and not of yourself, it is the gift of God. He says, your faith, God, faith in what Christ did. Want to know why we have freedom? Want to know why we have joy? We know the truth. Want to know why a lot of people is? They won't accept the truth. It's simple. You've got to accept it. You've got to believe it. You know, Paul said this. He told in Romans 10, 9 and 10, he says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart men believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. There's what Paul said. You got to believe it in your heart. You want to know what the difference in a Christian and somebody in the world is? We understand the truth. We believe it with our heart. See, knowing it is a different thing. I might know a lot of stuff, but if I've never done it, 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 it shows up, doesn't it? You ever read a book on something? 
You might read a book on fixing a car. Guess what? Until you go to fix it, you don't understand what that book's really about. You know, just because you hear it doesn't make it true. You've got to believe it. He said then you confess it unto salvation. When you believe it in your heart, you say it. You know, it's simple. Getting saved is the easiest thing in the world. You say a simple prayer and believe it in your heart. It's a prayer such as this. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I accept you as, you as my Savior. I thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you for the new life. Come into my heart and make me a new creature. From this day forward, I will follow you forever. Amen. Doesn't matter what you say. It just means how you say it. Now, as a child of God, how do you sanctify yourself? See, if you're lost, you couldn't sanctify yourself. Only being a child of God can you do that. Now, you, me, Christians, let me ask a question. How sanctified are you? How set apart are you? Listen to what Paul said. Paul said in Romans, uh, Romans, the first Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 7, he said this. He says, For God has not called us unto uncleanliness, but unto holiness. Did you get that? We're not called to be unclean. We're called to be holy. Now, I know one thing. You can't make yourself holy, can you? You ever tried to be good? How many of you said, well, I'm going to be better this week. I'm going to leave after Sunday. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray every day. Well, come Monday morning, something shows up. The refrigerator breaks. Car tears up. Last thing you think about is getting in God's Word. Before long, Sundays roll back around. And you say, well, I never got any better. It's like this. How many of you have gone to the doctor Doctor says, you need to cut such and such out of your diet. You need to eat better. You need to eat healthy. You know where most of us start doing that? One or two days before our appointment. Well, doctor, I've been trying. But the truth is, you haven't done it completely. The truth is, you only do it halfway. The same way with sanctifying yourself. The same way with getting out of sin. Listen, we, we need to do as Paul told the church at Colossus. He told them in Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 through 10. Listen to this. He says, if you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. Yeah. Do you hear that? If you are risen with Christ, if you are born again, seek those things which are above that are with Jesus. He said this, he says, set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. He's reminded us, don't focus on the things here. How many of us tend to focus on the, the things going on around us? He says, set your affection on the things above. Quit looking to, to make, oh, I'm a good person. I'm a better person. You know what most of us try to do? We try to accumulate stuff. And that's how we prove we're good. He goes on. Listen to what he says. He says, mortify, which means to kill, therefore your members which are on the earth. Now remember, he's talking to the church here. Listen to these words. He says, get rid of these things. Kill them off. First one was fornication. 
uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evil conspicuous, covetousness, which is idolatry. You ever thought about some of the things he said? He said, get rid of the uncleanness. Get rid of the inordinate affections, the bad attitude, the covetousness. How many of you look and say, I want what my neighbor has? Oh, they got a new car. I want a new car. They got a new pool. I want a new pool. Just the general uncleanly things that we have around us. He goes on this, he, as he told him this number, he says, For which things the sake of wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. Sometimes I think the reason why many of us are in the shape we're in is because we've allowed these things in our life where God said, get rid of them. If you're going to sanctify yourself to get through the problem, are you still living like the dog who's out wallowing in the mud? He said this, he went on, he said, in which ye also walked sometimes when you lived in them. He said, you were like that. Get rid of it. You're no longer like that. He goes on, listen to the next thing he says to do. He says, but now ye also put off all of these. He gives you the easy things which everybody can seize. Now listen to this. He says, anger. Wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing you put off the old man with his deeds, but put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. That second list is the hard one. We all get angry. We all get mad. And when we do, we tend to act out. But God says, get rid of these things. We're supposed to follow this. The next thing he told them to do is once you get to it, they were to follow. We need to follow the Spirit of God. Isaiah 48, 17 says this. It says, Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord thy God, which teaches thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou should goest. Want to know how to, to do things that are right? Follow what the Holy Spirit tells us to do. God said, I will tell you, I will show you. But the question is, do we do, do we follow? Paul said in Romans 8, 14, he says, For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You want to know how we stand out different or how we should stand out different? The Holy Spirit ought to lead us on a daily basis. It ought to be evident in everybody's eyes who we are. We shouldn't have the malice. We shouldn't have the, the sins that were listed before to the church of Colossus. Those things shouldn't be in our life. We should stand different because we want to be in the image of the one who created us. How much time do we spend asking in prayer for guidance or studying, seeking answers? Isaiah 53, 6, 6 says this. All we are like sheep that have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. 
It says, and the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. You realize when you're not doing what Christ wants you to do, we're, we're, we've gone astray like a sheep who thinks the shepherd's not watching us. Remember this, child of God. Every sin you do was one of those that Christ carried to the cross. We ought to remember what Christ has done for us. And remember that he sent the Spirit to us to help us. You know, the next thing they did is, one thing I like is that they left a testimony. They, they had to pick up those rocks. Joshua said, hey, all you guys, after we all go across, I want you to gather a rock because here's what's happened. We've made it through this problem. The, 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 rock, the river's gone. We're crossing over in a way nobody ever else has. You know, sometimes we see a problem and all we see is the problem. God says, I'll help you through that problem. I'll get you to the other side, but what are you going to do after that? He told them to pick up this rock. You know, every battle, every obstacle that would come up, should, we should have a, something that we remember that we learn from, we can teach others about. Want to know why you've gone through a lot of things sometimes? Maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's for somebody else. Maybe somebody else is coming along that don't have the strength to make it through the river. They don't have the, they, they might not go the way you went. But they need to hear some encouragement. Hey, I made it through this. God helped me through this. I overcame this through the Holy Spirit. And this is something we can share. Let me tell you what it teaches us. It teaches us about our enemy. Everything, every problem you've made it through ought to remind us about our enemy. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Let me tell you, when you come upon a river, you come upon an obstacle, Satan doesn't want you to get to the other side. He wants you to see the river swollen. He wants you to see you can't make it through it. He don't even want you to be able to see the other side. He wants you to think, well, if I start off in it, it's going to be muddy. It's going to be hard. I'm going to not make it through it. But God says, I'll stop the waters to get you through it. Satan will try every trick in the book to stop you. He'll lie to you. He'll have you convinced of all kind of things. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that works for Satan is the people whose name is they. Well, they said you can't do it. They said it's impossible. Never figured out where they live or who they are, but boy, they are powerful people. And Satan uses them all the time. But we ought to be, for every victory, it ought to remind us of our weapons that we have. Ephesians chapter 6 says this, verse 13. Wherefore, take on you the whole armor of God, that you might be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. You know, some of us today, we need to get up, we need to get our armor back out, knock the rust off of it, knock the mud off of it, and get ready to get back in the fight. The battle ain't over. Maybe you've done give up, say, well, I can't make it to the other side. I'm going to head back to the way I was. You don't believe me? Look around. Isn't it amazing? Think about people you knew at one time or sold out for God. They went through a little bit of a problem. Where are they at now? It happens, folks. Satan loves to win. He don't give up. 
He continues on. Listen to what he said as he continued on. He said, standing therefore, having girt your loins with the truth, having on the blessed breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith that you may be able to withstand to quench all fiery darts of the wicked. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Do you got on your armor today? Are you ready to cross the river? Every victory ought to remind you of your victory. Listen to this. You know what the problem is? We forgot what victory is. We forgot who we are. We forgot the Isaiah 54, 17 says, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against thee in judgment shall thou condemn. This is the heritage of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. God said, you ain't got to worry about anything. Nothing's going to hurt you. Oh, it might not feel good. You ever, you ever been hit with a stick and survived? How many, of you, how many of you have ever walked through your house in the night and for some reason it's like somebody's moved the furniture? You've caught your little toe and it feels like it got bent all the way around backwards. And it hurt. Well, guess what? You're still walking. You didn't say, that's it. I'm not doing it no more. Oh, I, I, I quit walking. I'm going to sit here from now on. You know what? Many of us are Christians. Oh, I had a problem. That's it. I can't fight no more. I'm going back to the world. God said, don't. Because no weapon formed against thee shall prosper. You will survive. We are overcomers. Listen to what John said. John, 1 John 4, 4 said this. Ye are children of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Did you get that? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the, little, in the world. He said in the next chapter, chapter 5, verse 5, he says, Who is it that overcometh the world? But he that believeth the Son, Jesus is the Son of God. We forget who we are. The children of Israel made it through that river on dry ground. They came out on the other side to the land that was promised them. You've got a problem, guess what? You will come out on the other side. So, preacher, when if it takes my life, you're a child of God, you will come out on the other side. You will not give up. We we ought to realize what a wonderful blessing we have being a child of God. I know my future. I know my God's plans for me. I know where I'm going. Do you? Just because you're sitting here at church, just because you're watching this on TV, you're listening to us on the podcast, do you know where you're going? Do you got victory? Jesus said, whoever he sets free is free indeed. Do you know what freedom is? Let me ask you a question, child of God, before we close. Are you celebrating freedom or are you back in bondage? 
Are you celebrating freedom this day? Or you put yourself back in bondage listening to an enemy who has no chance to win? Christ has already overcome them. That Sunday morning when the rock rolled back and Jesus stepped out of the grave, he overcame the last enemy there was a defeat, and that was death. He died on the cross for us. He paid the price for us. He bought our freedom. And he overcame the problem we had, which is death. Nothing, nothing can separate you from the love of Jesus Christ. Except yourself. With Christ standing there saying, I'm here. We're like little children who say, you can't see me. With him looking at us the whole time, saying, I'm right here. All you got to do is take that step towards me. How many of us will live defeated lives, cowering on the bank because of the river in front of us? Let's give it to Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed. <laughs> Heavenly Father, as we come to you today, I thank you for removing the rivers from our life, to helping us overcome the obstacle. And Lord, if there's somebody here today or somebody out in the, the audience that's listening, Father, I pray that you, you help them today. Lord, they need to take that one step towards you, and you do all the rest. Have your way during this time. Lord's name I pray. Amen. Becomes free, and my shame is a. Un-